0: it was kind of weird because when i asked her even just for a threesome when i it was like three years into our marriage and the the funniest thing she said to me was why didn't you ask me sooner
1: welcome to normalizing non-monogamy the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy approach to non-monogamy. However, it's important to remember that everyone does it a little bit differently and the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect our own.
2: Additionally, we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please be aware that we aren't doctors or therapists. Consult a medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on the show enjoy Monday you knew that was going to happen
1: but you interrupted me I know welcome to episode 77 we're Finn and Emma it is a Monday as Finn said just a regular old Monday special episode release but today we talk with O.M. Wills yeah he is
2: an author and actually real quick disclaimer here uh he is married. His wife just did not want to come on the show. He talks a little bit about why. Basically, she's pregnant, really tired, and told him to fuck off and leave her alone so she could sleep. <laughs> yeah. But she's very much into the whole thing. You'll hear the whole story. Um this one is, you know, as we kind of mentioned at the end of last week, we've had people reaching out to us saying, Hey, we'd love to hear stories of non-monogamy not working out for people. And this is not exactly that, but it is a case where they've been trying to get into the swinging lifestyle and really haven't had a really great uh, reception. So it's, I don't know, it's it's kind of a neat story. It obviously hasn't worked out well for them, but they've been able to take and find pieces in there that have allowed them to, you know, open their communication and really just finding that... Even having that piece when they were able to tell each other what they truly wanted, they saw a pretty magnificent shift in their relationship without even having to do the swinging itself. Right. Give it a listen. And uh, the book is called ERTA, The Complete Series. We'll put links in the show notes. Yes, there will be. On our website, which is. I'll I'll stop talking.
1: Yeah, well, I'll I'm, shut I'm the fuck up and let you talk. <laughs> our, our website is normalizingmonogamy dot com. You can check out all the show notes there. A couple other really quick notes about this episode, though. There is some background noise throughout the episode. We're we'll apologize for that. Um, they're just it's there. Uh, also he mentions a website.
2: It, it just helps you bring you into the atmosphere. With oh this. yeah,
1: oh yeah. But Owen wills also mentioned a website called ITL, and we explained this later on in the episode. But it's also it's called Into the Lifestyle, which is a swinging website. Yep. Um. Also, really quick, we don't have much of an opening into this interview, but it, the conversation was just flowing with him, and it kind of jumps right in. So.
2: Oh yeah, we basically. When we when we get done rambling, it's just gonna basically kick right into him talking. So when I get done rambling is what I meant to
1: say. <laughs> you yeah. don't ramble. I do sometimes, but anyway, a few other quick announcements not related to this episode. We will be at the August tenth Club Euphoria foam party. Woo woo.
2: Correct. That is correct.
1: Are are you thinking? I was calculating. I was
2: calculating dates, and that is correct. We will be there this Saturday.
1: Yes, exactly. So it took me a long time to figure (laughs) that out.
2: I'm going to leave that awkward silence in there.
1: (laughs) I was like, "Are you chiming in?" (laughs) Anyway, uh, if you want to check out the party, go to the links on our website. Also, while you're on our while you're on our website, there are some resources. Yes, Finn.
2: There are resources. I agree with you. Under the resources page, check them out. They're awesome things that we. It, one of the things that we wanted to t- mention here at the beginning of this one is, you know, we on Mondays we usually put out an author or some other resource-based interview, whether it's an author, a website, an app, something that is trying to provide somebody who is trying to provide a service or resources to people in the non-monogamy community. And so this this is just another example of that. And we love sharing those resources. And some of the resources that we love to promote are right there in the resource page. Yeah. How would I say? Did I ramble? That was
1: a little rambly, but the point is... I
2: hope you got the point.
1: <laughs> if you want discounts on condoms or STD testing um, or just general information that we have up there, please go check out our resources page, com or nnmpodcast.com. And now, let's jump into the interview, unless you have anything else.
2: No, here, it's gonna it's going to come in hot
0: right now.
1: Okay, let's go.
0: A kind of an open book. My, our story is not like it. it I don't know how to explain it. it. It's kind of like our own little journey because, like, we ended up not making it on our, like, it with people, if that makes sense. Yeah, our story is kind of like internet and a lot of rejection, and then it, it morphed into like us just doing our own thing, kind of. Okay. So it, it's it's fair game to ask because. That's the cool part about it, I guess.
2: And so you you kind of morphed into polyamory at this point, and are you're still married, or?
0: Oh yeah, we're married. Like she's she's in first trimester, and just and then I work far away, so she's just like, "Do you do your thing, talk about it, and let me sleep."
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, congratula- yeah. Well, congratulations! <laughs> congratulations! Is this your first Thank child? Thank you.
0: Yeah, first child, nine oh. weeks. Wow. She's nine weeks. Yeah, so we're nervous. I shouldn't have told anybody, but I told everyone. (laughs) I couldn't couldn't help it. So I've been like, you and I, everyone's like, shut up. Just wait till she's done with first trimester. I'm like, well, I don't know what else to do because I told everyone. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) At least you're excited about it. (laughs) Of course, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I went pretty far. So it's just, I guess it's just me. And actually, I know when I first wrote you guys, it was about the book. The funny thing about the book, is that it actually came from th- that kind of dark place. Like, it's a swinger story, and the swinger story is pretty much what we were looking for, if that makes sense. So, like, the characters, Nate and Raya, are pretty much that ideal character characters that we were looking for when we first got into this, mm-hmm. and that, that kind of never happened. So, like, when we... And when we were first trying, right? It started off kind of like how you guys were. It was like not really like dating other people. It was it was like casual like you see somebody attractive. It was like, "Oh, you like that person" and it was like playing that cute hot or not thing, but it was getting more sexual or more like 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 do you think she's cute or do you think he's handsome or something and it was like I wouldn't mind if that person came over or when we were when we were with our friends and it was like some of those dirty jokes and you're just like, "Damn, I actually wish they would" not be shy and fuck in front of us, kind of like, but it was like we were thinking it, but quietly, and then I was scared to tell her. She was scared to tell me. And then, like, you can feel this awkwardness, and one day it was just kind of like, hey, if this happened, what would you do? And then it kind of was like a threesome, and then it was like, let's try more. And then we met somebody, and then she was all about it. Like, um, I don't know, like, Vancouver's one of those cities where everything is pretense, where shows, like, one thing, but it's not that way. And I don't know if you guys deal with that a lot where it's like you meet people and they say they're swingers or they say they're open to something, but then you get shunned. Does that Mm -hmm. happen to you guys? Like, oh,
2: Yeah. I mean, I think that happens in all of the different swinging spheres, right? I mean, there's, I think there's a lot of people that they think it's what they want. And then they, when they go to do it, it's maybe, it's not what they want or they like the idea of it a lot. And they like being in the environment. And so, I don't know. I think it's a little bit of uh, probably a couple of different things. But I think mm-hmm. we've definitely come across people where they seem like that's why they're there. But then if you talk to them, they're really not that interested in talking to people. Or maybe it's just they don't like talking to us. I don't
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I that, that was something I was wondering too. But then it was just, like, really weird. Because, like, for us, like, Vancouver is, like, it's like that city that gets you all the way to one area and then it lets you down. So like mm-hmm. Vancouver has Wreck Beach, which is a nude beach. So you think you could go there and make friends, but you really can't. Like you would think you meet somebody naked, you could go have coffee with them, but it, that never happens. And then you meet swingers online on ITL and you think at the swingers club, when you meet them, they'd even talk to you nicely or something like that. But instead we met a lot of people that were really mean to us. And that was like, really the turnoff, like when we went to the club for the first time, we had been on ITL for like six months. And the way ITL works is if you, you, you're worried if you meet a bot, like, I don't know if other swinger sites are like that, but you're scared you meet like a a robot or a fake profile or somebody who's not real. So ITL has this thing where it's like, if you are verified, you get a little green thing. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the couple has met you. So when we first met somebody who told us about ITL, they never even bothered to click that they met us. So we were sitting there trying to talk to all these people. We were getting no replies and all this stuff. So we were like, you know what? We're getting no a bunch of no replies. And then we said we tried to set up coffee dates for all the people who did um, who did reply. And then like we were so new, we were like, I don't know about sleeping with anybody. Like that's a big step, even But we knew we wanted to at least meet people and see what the hell is going on, right? Why do we want to meet another couple? And then when we were trying to do that, like, it was like, how do I say this? It was like they wouldn't show up because if we didn't say yes right away to, like, wife swap or something really hardline, they weren't going to meet us. And it was like, what the hell is this? So we were like, okay, let's go to the club and meet some of these people. And, like, let's go meet the original people who brought us to this itl in the first place Mm -hmm. and when we get there it was like they went to another room they didn't really talk to us a bunch of people didn't really talk to us and then the thing that like the nail in the coffin was like this one lady was like oh you were that that couple that emailed my husband and i and oh here you guys are but she didn't reply to us and my wife was like i want to leave and like that was like So we didn't really enjoy that the club like everyone was in the rooms and everything but that. And we were trying to enjoy it. But it, it kind of like that was like in our head. And then my wife wanted to leave. And when we once she once we left, we kind of let it like didn't talk to any couples. Didn't didn't really do anything. And then it just became if we meet a girlfriend or a friend. Something would happen, or something wouldn't happen, or just something in between that, and we start really talking a couple. Mm-hmm. So then, when I wrote the st- the book, I wrote my perfect couple, pretty much like how I would have wanted the couples to treat us if right. we were that way, like if we had continued. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like that was our story.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Me- yeah. So how about? I mean, uh, it's fascinating. Yeah, and it's, yeah. And it's unfortunate that it it didn't didn't go quite. Like, like you were probably hoping it would. Um, yeah.
1: But we're hoping we, we, we're well, wanting to dig into that a little bit too. I think. You
0: can dig into it if you want to, however you. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah.
2: We'll, what we'll probably do is we'll leave what we kind of talked about and we'll kind of utilize that to like lead into where we go from here. Okay. And we'll, we can just kind of build on that. Mm-hmm. It's a little more natural that way. Yeah. Um. Maybe going back really quick then to it sounds like you. You kind of jumped into it, and then you didn't. It didn't go super well. But I guess going even back further, like you talked a little bit about how the two of you started exploring swinging or non-monogamy, and I guess do you mind talking a little more about that? Like you you said it was kind of meeting some other friends, but I guess how did those initial conversations between the two of you start? Because that's.
1: Can I interrupt for one second before you you answer that question? Can you give the listeners a little bit of an idea of who you are first, like maybe age range and you said you're married and your wife is not joining us tonight, but she is very uh, involved in this whole thing.
0: Yeah. So I'm, I'm, how old am I? I'm 32. (laughs) She's two years older than me. Yeah. I have to think. Um, (laughs) I was in the military and we did a lot of long distance when we first started so, and then it was like, I, it was a weird, the conversation, how did it, how did it begin? It was kind of weird. Cause when I asked her even just for a threesome, when I, it was like three years into our marriage. And the, the funniest thing she said to me was, why didn't you ask me sooner? And it shocked me. And I was like, what the hell? And she was like, I knew who you were. I know who you are. And I was just like, she was like, you're that freaky guy who wants to like have fun and like, when you didn't say anything I was actually worried I thought you were going to cheat on me and I was like I would have wanted you just to ask me but since you never asked me I wasn't sure and I was just like but then why didn't you bring it up she's like that's not really my place I'm okay either way and I was like what the hell like so it shocked me that she knew me and then like what made me ask was like I'm kind of ballsy like most of the time, I'll hit like a threshold and then I'll just fucking say it. I'll just be like, you know what? This is what I feel. And I think it was, you ever play those dirty games? Um, Never. Cards Against, <laughs> cards against Humanity. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Shit like that. Oh my God, you play that and like you joke around, you fuck around like, oh, like, is that serious? So you do the fake spin the bottle shit like you're a little like, oh, like any of those little games I was always hinting. And then seeing if she was going to get mad. Your wife. Yeah, my wife. And when she didn't really get mad, I was like, hey, what if this happened? And she was like, I'd be down. And then that kind of opened a door to, like, just looking around for it and seeing what our friends would say. But a lot of friends, we didn't want to burn their bridge and scare them. And the ones we did tell, we scared them away. So (laughs) it was bad. (laughs) So it was really hard. It was like, that's why we directly went, like, to, to the swinger community in the first place is because we we thought our friends were freaky but when we were like hey we're really fucking freaky like want to do some same room shit it fucked everything up so then we were just like all right let's like legit talk to swingers okay. if that makes sense
2: yeah that oh, makes perfect sense so th- you said this was roughly a couple of years like two to three years into your, into your marriage. yeah into
0: the marriage how, so how, like
2: huh i was gonna say how long have you been together or married, I guess. Almost Ten years.
0: We've been together ten years and married nine.
2: Okay. So you. So yeah. this would have been in like
0: 2013, yeah, 14.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. A while ago. I mean, it's it's interesting too because you were in your mid twenties, and I think that that also poses some some issues of itself, right? A lot of the typical swinging crowd. I don't know that it it always skews a little older but i think the ones who you see more often do i think i think it's starting to shift but i guess did you run into issues when when you started looking together like finding people your age or were you just
0: kind of open to whoever yeah. whoever you could we, meet we scared our friends <laughs> we scared our friends and then the ones that did say they were down with stuff would flake out and though it was weird because Like how I was saying, you know, like how you were saying, people say they're interested in or not. It was like some of our friends would play like those cards against humanity and be like, oh, we do something. And then we were like, okay, like, let's do something. And then they would like bounce. Or me, I would be flirty in a Starbucks or something or one time it was like randomly swimming and then it was just this lady gave me her number and then I was like hey you're messing with fire like I like you and I think my wife will like you she's like that's totally fine she was sending us like teasing pictures and we were like bring your ass over she never came and then she was like oh my boyfriend would want to be there we were like tell your boyfriend to come over they never came they stopped talking so it was a lot of just like we would try to, like, actually do something, and then nothing would happen. And then when we met this one lady who was like, oh, join ITL, blah, 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 blah. Like, my my partner and I are longtime swingers. We, we, we really dig this shit. We'll show you the ropes. Then they really didn't show us the ropes. So we are like, what the fuck? So, yeah, it was really awkward. The most fun we've had and the most times we've ever done anything swingerish, totally by chance, Totally didn't think it was happening. A friend stayed over and shit just happened like every time. It was really weird. Like, oh, watching a movie, cooking. One time I didn't even feel good. Something like they were like nursing me back to health. I felt better. Then some freaky shit happened. Or like one time I was like doing some editing work and stuff and my, her friend came over, something happened, stuff like that. It was really weird. Nothing planned happened or nothing like where you say let's have a date happen and then it organically went from there. It was totally like not trying, if that makes sense.
2: So how did you keep going? Right. So like if I think if a lot of people started trying to do this, I guess, officially. Right. And you run into roadblock after roadblock and nobody seems to work out. But it sounds like you kind of kept after it. And then things started to happen on their own. How how did it? So so like how has the dynamic shifted over the, the last few years to like where you are today and
0: where are you today? We're comfortable either way now. Now it's like since we realized what, what, when things happen, it happens. The most, I'm really, I'm good at starting a flirting situation, but very bad clothes are at it. So if she likes that person's energy, she'll like talk to them more than me and then see where it goes. So usually it's just like very chill and, We don't really push anybody. And like now I'm way more like uh, laid back in terms of couples energy. Like if I meet a couple or something, I really see if they're being like flirty and then like they're going to back up or something like that. But honestly, we haven't really pursued it. We maintained our comfort level of what we like, but didn't pursue it. And the only way I was trying to actually communicate was through the book, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense like when we meet people like we'll still kind of see if they're interested but like way more calm I think when I was younger I was way more excited to be open about it and I either scared them away or or they got scared like you were saying like some people they want to try it but then all these what-ifs come up because it is it's it's hard I understand the hard part about it too because like it's your spouse. You have to mitigate risk. What if someone's bringing, like... I don't know if this is a bad subject to bring, like STIs, things like that. Mm-hmm. That stuff comes to play. So even if you are finally comfortable with sleeping with somebody, then there's that risk that you're bringing something... You pu- you might bring something into the family where if you were, like, monogamous, you wouldn't. Mm-hmm. But So those things kind of come up. But, like, for... She and I, it was more like, are we vetting these people properly? And then that was the thing, too. When we were meeting these couples, we wanted to meet them for coffee and stuff so we could even vet them. Because, like, sometimes I, I think, okay, maybe to back up a little bit, I grew up a little bit different than maybe a lot of you. So I grew up and when I was in the military, some things were already hella freaky. Like a lot of same room shit goes down. In different areas When you when you meet people Like I grew up in New York So like I did a lot of same room shit Growing up Like the whole couple swap We didn't even know that was called couple swap We would just kind of fuck So it was just like I kind of grew up like that And I kind of knew about nude beaches And I kind of grew up free So When I got married Some of it was already in me so when I was bringing that to my wife, I had already kind of known what that felt like. So I wanted her to feel that energy, if that makes sense. And then when she did, I I thought she, I thought she'd be mad or jealous or angry when that first time happened, but it was fine. And then the second time it happened, it was fine. So it's just like I was used to it from my past, and she was just being brought into it. But I wasn't married, so when I'm married, I guess I'm definitely more guarded than when I was young adult, 18, growing up and growing up in the military. I wasn't really, I mean, of course, I was STI conscious and stuff, like, but I wasn't thinking about like, will I be bringing this to my partner? If that makes sense. So we wanted to vet those people. If I'm am I over talking? Does that mm-hmm. make sense?
1: No, no, no. So first off, STI conversation, totally fine to bring up. Actually, we encourage you to bring up. We can table oh, that okay. and talk. come back to that in a minute. Uh, second mm. thing, I'm like hearing what you went through, at least a little bit. I'm, I'm very sorry that that you experienced that because uh, it's really unfortunate when people try to enter, you know, and get involved in that community. and don't find where you fit in and just an experience rejection and hard conversations. It's, we're sorry that that happened.
2: Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's a, right. Like you look at it from the outside and you say, well, yeah, you were just trying to sell a book. Right. But at the same time, there's still not a reason to not be welcoming to somebody and, and maybe explain like, Hey, you know, we'd, we'd love to have you into the community Maybe this is a better way to approach it. Whatever it is, rather than just kind of, like, ostracizing. And so, yeah.
1: Well, it sounds like you guys, or both of you, had tried to meet people, like, because you referred to ITL, which is a a swinger website.
0: Yeah, Into the Lifestyle, was called. Into the Lifestyle. And then
1: you also referred, you went to a couple of clubs, right? Yeah, we went to one. Okay. So you tried a couple of different avenues and didn't find any luck. And then you used those the were you reaching out to people on itl for the book as well
0: no like so that i tell we were on there for like six months those people never met us like they would say oh we're going to like this one beach so we would try to meet them they didn't show and then i would try to meet people at the wreck beach they didn't show and then we were trying to meet them for coffee they didn't show so then I was like, okay, let's go to the club, and it was like a toga party. So, wifey made the togas. We went to the club, and then that's when we met that person who was like, "Oh, we saw you online." Like, and it was uh, the worst part about it was during the event. Like, we ended up in the room with her and another person. So then, my wife was totally turned off because the the lady was beautiful. My wife thought she was attractive. We approached her and her husband because they were attractive and then we didn't understand that verbal smack so then after that club incident i deleted itl and we stopped really talking to people and we started trying to do it by ourselves and trying to like recruit our friends and make our own thing and Uh that really didn't work like all our supposedly freaky friends weren't as freaky as we thought they were we were like we'll make our own fucking like freaky posse and like whatever and (laughs) <laughs> maybe don't try that i don't know if it worked for you guys but.
1: so then, so then for, for the book you were then reaching out to like people online just like anybody you could find that might
0: help recently yeah i just yeah. so when i wrote the book the first few stories like um the book started in a, a bunch of different ways the like the freaky writing started just because i wrote a sci-fi first and then my wife's friends told me i should publish that freaky stuff then the book was a dare based on like a goodreads dare where it was like write a double penetration story blah 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 and the swinger story and it was like the biggest dare ever and i was just gonna write like a sex story just for fun but then i actually put my heart into it which was the main message was pretty much you don't want to do this journey by yourself you want to like really be with your partner and do it like like when people even ask my, myself like why why do you talk to another girl? Why do you why does your wife talk to this person? I I don't say it's just cuz of me. I say like we want to talk to you. Like I I always say we if that, if that makes mm-hmm. sense.
1: Well, you're so in it like, you're in as a team,
0: right? You're in together as a team, right? And then people sometimes don't understand that. And then like that's what I wanted to share is like you're you're doing you're doing this with your partner and that's the cool part about it too it's like if I want to do something or if I'm thinking of something you know how they always say like communication is key like I I 100% stand on that because like everything crumbles if you can't talk to your partner and then I noticed that's the first thing you asked me is how did you even bring it up well I, I was scared as fuck and I found my different ways and maybe people would view me as like being manipulative but like I was scared as fuck. Like, how else was I supposed to like say that without like testing mm-hmm. if I am gonna get <laughs> gonna get blown up by it? You know what I mean. So how? So like, huh? yeah,
2: so, so how you know after after things kind of didn't work out at the club really, and they didn't really work out on the dating websites. Since since then, how have the two of you met other couples, or has it mostly just been sort of happenstance as you move through life together?
0: Yeah, most now most of the times it's not other couples. It's just the one-off lady friend. And those are usually just our friends that kind of knew we were like that. And, like, we now, honestly, we're super quiet about it. So, like, if it happens, they had already known we were like that. And then that was on them. They were just like, hey, I'm over here. And it's like, okay, that'll happen. But, like, most of the time we never, we don't, we don't even meet couples we literally stopped we stopped trying because like we scared our friends and trying to meet couples never worked because like i even on facebook like i would try to join like couple like poly poly couple um what is those groups Those swinger groups and stuff like that and it's just like one of the main ones i had joined the the host was the most toxic person there she was like always saying something really negative about meeting couples like like i didn't understand why she was the host and then when i reached out to her like hey i want to s- spread a message or whatever she just she just pretty much said like you're not even a part of the community to spread this message
2: so as you i mean as you and your wife explored this did i mean did you notice any shifts in your sort of like in your relationship like either your communication or just Did you see things start to change between you once you sort of opened up about what you wanted and you learned that it was
0: okay with her? Yeah, way more comfortable, way, way more, way, way more comfortable because honest, like, even now, I get nervous to say this. I felt trapped. It was weird. Like I felt, yeah, I felt trapped. I was like, I want to say something deeper than that, but all I can think of is that, but then I didn't want to do anything by myself and that was the weirdest part of that trap was like, OK, because even give you an example, like sometimes I go on vacation, I'll go visit my mom or some shit like that. And she'd be like, you know, you can do whatever you want. That means absolutely nothing to me. She's like, oh, you can see whoever over there in New York or you, wherever you go in Florida or whatever, blind eye, deaf, deaf ears. Or she'll, or I'll go up with my buddies in Vancouver and she'll be like, or Seattle. And she'll be like, you, if you see somebody and something happens, whatever, means nothing to me. Literally nothing. I won't even move. Or if she goes out and she's like, you can go have a night out and do whatever. If your friend's over, you can do whatever. I'll play video games all night. I'm totally not interested if she's not interested. Right. 100%. And the most I'll do by myself is if I'm, like, enticing and I'm like, come over and then, like, see if she'll come over. And then if I'm failing at texting, I'll give her the phone and be like, hey, help me text her. Cause I <laughs> That's it. Like, and if I'm up to no good and I started something by myself in Seattle, as soon as I get home, I'm like, hey, I'm up to no good. Corn's out. Here, here's my phone. This is what I've been doing. I'm super evil. What help me? Like, blah, blah, And, like, she'll be like, okay, let's see what's going on. That's it. If she's not involved, I'm not interested, but if she wouldn't have been down, I felt, I felt trapped and I have no idea more like, I don't know. I I say greedy or evil or whatever, but that was my emotion toward it when I, and now that I say whatever I say and whatever, and hear what she has to say or see her enthusiastic about like helping me or if I see her own little horns, like, sometimes she'll put me up to it, too, like, go talk to her. Yeah. And then I, I see her get all red and stuff, I feel this, we feel this joy, I feel this joy, I see her excitement and I'm like, so, okay, cool. But I don't feel that if she's not interested. And if she says no, then it's fucking no. Like, if she says no, I, I have second thoughts or weird feeling or whatever the fuck, I listen to her and that's it.
2: Would would it would it be the same if, if the roles were reversed? Like, if if she goes out with her girlfriends, do you do the same
0: and say like, "Hey, if you meet somebody, go for it?" Or I told her that, but she's never interested. Like that's the weirdest thing, too. Okay, so everyone calls me out on having a double standard, but it's the the weirdest supposed double standard ever cuz I'll say you could do whatever, but I feel something and I told her I would, but I'm like I would have to work on that shit myself. But never interested in men. And I found that really, like, I was happy as hell because I was like, I don't know how I was going to handle that if she was. But when we went to that club that night, I was hella prepared for it because I was like, she let me do whatever I want. Just It's her boundaries. We have to work through it. But her brain never goes to that. Like, So I, I asked her a million times, like, don't you want this? And she's like, no, I'm more interested in this. So I was like good for me. And then I, I I was uncomfortable because I was wondering if she was just doing it because she was worried about me. But like, I see her eyes glaze over, like when I try to point out guys too. So it wasn't just me. Cause I was like, Oh, okay. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. Look, look all these people. Aren't they handsome? like honestly trying to like push my own boundaries out the way. And her eyes glaze over like, no, I'm not interested. And I was like, okay, look at her. She's like, very much so, or no? So I was like, okay, cool. This is her, not me. So if we have to revisit, if she ever changed her mind, I would have to work on myself a lot. But <laughs> no, honestly, that's some real shit. Like yeah. I, but at least I, you're,
1: you're willing to acknowledge that 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 would yeah. be your stuff to work through it, and you can work through it together too. But that's yeah. something that wouldn't necessarily just be her fault, and you would have to you would you would have to take some ownership over those feelings as well
0: yeah I have to that's yeah I would have to own up to like what it is and talk to her about it or see how I feel about it. The funniest thing is i w- I wrote that in my book and I pushed my own boundaries in the book about that, like how it feel to push my own boundaries and I wrote this whole thing where it's like that person's feeling joy that they feel on their own, and you can share that joy. I wrote it. And in theory, it feels great when I wrote that, and I thought about it hard, and then I was like, how the hell would I ever accomplish this? I have no idea, but when, whenever it does come up, it, it just seems more like she's just on her own lean that way, which makes me way more chill.
2: Right, so when you played with couples the the few odd times that happened, there was never like her and you swapping with the other couple where it was no. it was just basically
0: you two and another woman. no the couple thing really the most that happened was all in that one night at the thing. the rest were just with girls on our own. The couple okay. thing that happened was once that lady said that, we went to a couple of playrooms, we watched a few couples, we messed around a little bit, and they all watched us, and then the rest, nothing really with couples. If something happened with a couple it was more like a make-out kitty session, then they would run away. Like, if we were playing some game and they were all kissing, we would try to make more happen, like, oh, touch her there, or do something, you want to watch us, and they would kind of, like, back out, and we were like, fuck, we're scaring all our friends. So most of everything couple we've ever done was just in that one night. And when we ended up in the same room with that one lady toward the end of the night, my wife was like, I want to leave. Right. So the rest was just like threesomes. And that, like, again, the, the full way of those threesomes happened without us doing anything. It was more like just the most random shit ever. Like, whenever we really tried, it never worked.
2: Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think in one sense you know it's it's unfortunate that it's happened like that, but yeah. I think it's also it's kind of fun in the sense that you and her have come to a place where you know you're happy if it happens, but you're also if it doesn't happen that's okay too and it's it's sort of like you're you're not monogamous but it's it's by chance and it's not something that you're sitting around like craving it every single day it's it's the feeling you have now that you know that if it happens, it's okay. And you don't, you don't feel trapped anymore, but you also don't feel the need to go out like constantly searching for somebody.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like for me, it just sometimes happens where I would think someone would be down and then I kind of flirt. And like, if the flirting goes more, that's when I show like, wifey, look, this is what I'm up to, but it usually doesn't lead to anything. So it's just more flirt texting Cause sometimes you'll never see that person again or it just dies or whatever like that. But yeah, I don't feel trapped. And like you said, I don't really look for it, but it's, it's that fe- that cool feeling of like, yeah, if someone's whatever, like that, like if she sees somebody or I see somebody, at least I don't feel like, Oh, I can't even look or I can't try to talk to this person. And I also feel like she would back me up. which mm-hmm. she has cause I'll, as brave as I seem right now, sometimes I'll kind of run away. Like if I <laughs> Well, what? and
1: who knows? And who, and who knows? You might you know that your dynamic might change in the future. But at least you two are having those conversations, and you're willing to, you know, you may want to go out and give it a try again at a different club or a different website. And who knows? You might meet other people that you just click with too.
0: Yeah, that would be cool. Like that. Honestly, just even meeting a couple who thinks like is that toward the end. That's what we were literally saying was. The funniest part is even if we didn't do anything, because like the STI thing, when we think about things like that, we would scare ourselves. Sometimes, like, like I said, like same room stuff. Like when we were at the cl- when we were at that club, that actually felt comfortable. Like, like it was like this giddy feeling. I, I guess you would know what I mean. Like, there's this weird feeling of connection and primal like energy where you're just like, holy shit, this is fucking awesome like seeing everyone feeling everything the sense everything like that it was just like you get this I guess I felt a charge she just had this like smile like holy shit I don't know it would be cool Like even if we didn't always do something like it would be cooler like if we had met people who think like that like oh that's cool because sometimes I noticed that we always feel like we're the raunchiest people but, like, track being well-behaved. Like, we really have an inside secret playing Cards Against Humanity or some shit where it's, just like, do some freaky shit and we're just, like, look at each other, like, we want to say more, but now, as we're older, we just, like, fuck, don't say anything, we'll scare our friends again. <laughs> which, which would be cool, like, if we played it with you guys, you guys are like, yeah, we know what the fuck you're talking about, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, and I think you know. I think even one way to satiate that too for people is you touch on it a little bit, but like if you if you go to the club as as a couple, and even if you don't meet other people, just just being in that environment, and you know the digital version of that is you you're texting with somebody and you're flirting, and it doesn't ever go anywhere. But even just those interactions that are well outside what what would normally be allowed in a marriage or a relationship. Uh, oftentimes that's enough just to, to satiate the, the desire and the little fire. And then you can play off that between the two of you. And it, it doesn't have to be like everything ends in an orgy or we're not happy, you know? And I think, yeah,
0: yeah. a lot of it. Yeah. Especially like nowadays, like you said, digital age, you meet people like if, meeting you guys or something or meeting people and, far-off corners, it might be really hard to ever meet you guys. So sometimes flirt texting and stuff, that's the coolest shit ever because it's, like, same energy, same mindset, and it's totally cool. There's no jealousy, no rage, all of that, like, those insecurities. I Oh, like, when you ask how we feel, that's, like, the main thing that people don't get about us and people probe is, don't you feel insecure? she's there or don't you feel insecure if he's talking to someone And my wife's like why would i give a fuck and then same with me it's like those that thought process doesn't cross my mind where or like you see it on your twitter feed all the time someone cheating on so-and-so or somebody like blah 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 and then sometimes you'll every so often you'll read the funniest one where it's like why cheat when you can Fuck that person together or talk to that person together. And the, that's the only thing that ever registers in my mind is like, yeah, why cheat? Why don't you just say, hey, I like this person? Mm-hmm. But that's probably our mindset because mm-hmm. I feel like being shady or doing all this extra stuff when that doesn't even cross my mind to like be shady or she doesn't. I never think she would hide something from me. I feel like it removes that whole concept of hiding that inner desire to want to talk to someone in the first place, it rem- that trust is there already, right? Well,
2: yeah. and something something else you touched on a few times, which was this the safety aspect of it, and and keeping yourselves healthy. When when you two started discussing this, was that part of the discussion for you? Is how how do we keep ourselves safe? How do we keep each other safe? And and what are we going to do about that? And I guess how did
0: you approach it? for sure it was that i'm i'm ultra like paranoid like she's paranoid about stuff and i'm hella ultra paranoid about stuff so like (laughs) so like i think that's another reason why she trusts me too she she'll tell she'll even laugh like because like remember like some of our relationship i was in overseas in japan and i like went to thailand and all this stuff and like a lot of people are like, Do you trust your husband? She's like, I don't even care. Like, he's too scared to do anything. I know where he's he's ziplining or petting some tiger or riding an elephant. He's nothing to do with any of that shit that those guys are probably doing. And then it, it was she was right, because I'm fucking scared. So, like when things like that happen with our friend, it's actually kind of funny because my wife's actually more territorial when it does come to friendships and lady friends and sleeping with them. Where she doesn't want too close of a bond with them, because then she does feel awkward, right? Mm-hmm. And for me, I'd rather know them a long time, if she doesn't want to that in that way. So it's funny because, like, I want to vet the shit out of someone. Like, I want to know. Like, I don't like say, give me your medical history, but I really want that complete, warm and warm and cozy. The safety aspect, like you said, like condoms, you can deal with, but like, if you you're really really Getting into that scary zone because, like, if you're do- dealing with oral of any kind, who's really bringing that, that, what is that, dental dam barrier? Are you always doing that? Are you always running around with that? Probably not. If you're really deep kissing somebody, if you're really getting that far into it, what the fuck's really happening is you, you're going to cross that line.
2: So how did, then, how did you handle it then? Did you, I'm assuming we you... We
0: just them. Like, we, that's the weirdest part, too, is I think... She knew I was paranoid, and then it since it was, ended up really being our friends and nobody else. Like, all the flirting in the world never actually brought a stranger to us. Like, it literally always was our friends that knew we were freaky for years anyway. And, like, that's why it was the funniest shit ever, because they had watched us try everything in the world and just were like, I'm... People even that said we would never do that shit. And then it was just like that one fucking night, like being over, it was like, oh, you guys are freaks. Or the last the last time was literally just like goofing off, talking shit, and it just turned hot and heavy. But it was like that person knew us for years. I trusted them. My wife trusted them. And then, of course, condoms. And that was it. It was just like weird. So, like, it was like we never ended up in a situation where we were actually with strangers to actually then think about, does this person have anything in the first place? So yeah. it was like, you already, I already knew this person, whole relationship, dating history, whatever, whatever, and never really was thinking like, oh, this person was going to make us sick or something like that. Yeah. I think it would be way different now, especially as we're getting older and stuff like that, where it would be like, I think now I'm actually... Since everything has happened, I'm even more cautious because it's a feedback loop. I wonder why they won't meet us. Are they hiding something? And now that I'm older, I really want to protect my wife, right? I really want to protect my life. So then it's like, why are they acting like that? And then then it just becomes non-monogamy, completely fantasy world where it's Mm -hmm. just like flirting and texting only without even thinking, hey, I'll ever meet this person because we one, we never think they're going to come, and two, then now I think I have a mental barrier. Yeah. And then the only time I've ever seen it work was not thinking it's going to happen in the first place. So it just, it's really weird. So, like, meeting you, I'm, meeting you guys now, I'm in a totally different headspace than I was back then, even a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Back then, a few years ago, I would have, like, I would have been trying to actually meet you guys head on. Like, Hey, are you guys freaky. Are you this? This? Are you guys this? Let's get into this. I was very like, Oh, all... my pen name means open minded wills because I was head on into this shit. Fucking let's be nudists. Let's be freaky. Let's break the barriers. I had my own issues like this one that you guys are talking about, but I was thinking like, vet them, wear condoms, be as safe as possible. Mm-hmm. And in the club, I, I have to say this about that club. They're very all about protection and everything. I, mm-hmm. They had nothing to do with that. So I we felt safe with those people even in that case. So it was just, yeah, it was just more vetting, communication. But then it ended up being just our friends who decided, let's share this thing with them. And then it wasn't even awkward. And then that that worry was gone.
1: Yeah. And yeah. I, I just wanted to add a quick comment. So I think what you're circling around a little bit is, um, you know, like the whole concept of STI and of, you know, getting something is very scary. Yes, that's totally right. It can be terrifying. But mm-hmm. I think a lot of times the stigma around actually having something is way worse than the medical of actually going through what you have. Now, I'm saying this as something that someone who has not been through that. However, I obviously it depends what you have in your medical history. But I just want to put it out there that um, it is something to be scared of, but it's also something that not to be so scared that you're afraid of having those conversations. And I'm not saying that you didn't have those conversations, but Mm. I just want to make sure that listeners understand that if, if you have been diagnosed with something and you've been treated and everything, like it's, it's great. It's encouraged to have those conversations because that's how you make the whole community safer, right?
0: Yeah, for Um, sure.
1: So I just wanted to put that in there.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Talking to your partner, talking to them. Yeah, for, for sure. Like that's a part of the, like the vetting process, like why we wanted coffee, why we wanted to talk to them, to see their mindset, to see if they were comfortable with us, to see if they would open up to us. Exactly. It's like we wanted to, we wanted to open that communication of who are you? What do you expect from us? What should we expect
1: well and then everyone can go. make their own judgment about moving forward, right? And what yeah. levels of safety you want to take moving forward.
0: For sure, exactly, exactly. For sure.
2: Yeah, awesome. Well,
1: There's is there no questions?
2: I don't have too many more. I guess I was just curious if there was if there was any maybe final thoughts you wanted to leave us with and if um, I don't think you've even said the name of the book yet, so maybe before we <laughs> oh, finish.
0: <yeah>. Like I, <laughs> again, like I'm weird. Like I. Okay, I'll just tell you guys. It's it's um ERTA, the complete series. It's I started it off. It's called Erotic Road Trip Adventures, but I took out the erotic for the complete series, so I just put ERTA, and it's just so it's it's a sci-fi fantasy. It's a big merge of stuff in there and it's it's actually a really serious book like the relationship is completely real from the point of view of that couple that Jay and Carmen is literally like us as being a freaky couple that's kind of naive but then wanting that kind of couple to break our boundaries like push push us and I just took it into a sci-fi fantasy realm because you're writing, so you you go for it, right? But the like, and then the the scenario is all about like uh, couples that shouldn't be. So the the two main characters, in terms of the main, the couples that were swingers, are one the wife is Lebanese and her husband's Israeli. So if you guys know about that war, you know that's not meant to be. And then they're swingers. Completely taboo on the Lebanese side, and then the Nate he his mom is like a high profile mom, so being a swinger, being bisexual, completely a no no for him, and then Jay and Carmen they're gangsters, and they're fine, but they just <laughs> needed to get pushed into the realm and then the sci fi stuff just I just put it in there, but I really made the characters well rounded and like uh you really get to see their struggle, like Nate, like I was telling you, Nate's really rigid in terms of he wants Jay and Carmen to feel comfortable and Raya wants them to feel comfortable too, but Raya had already a really good connection with Carmen and Carmen vice versa. So Jay is the kind of guy who's very nervous and protective over, over Carmen, which would be me in terms of as long as it doesn't hurt my wife, I don't really give a fuck. But if you're bi or you're doing something with a girl, as long as you're safe, I'm okay. And he's kind of, like, chill, but but has a hard line in terms of, I don't really want to be with men. Nate wants to push his boundaries, but without, like, making him feel freaked out. And you can kind of, I just mush it all together. and
1: mm-hmm. Awesome. And is it is it a series of short stories, or is it, are there more Nor- books coming out?
0: Uh, this is the full series of this series. So okay. they they start off on a road trip from Seattle and Jay, uh, Nate, Nate and Raya are going to Chicago and Jay and Carmen were going to New York. Okay. And, they, and then they did. So I started off with erotic road trips, book one and two. I wrote those really quickly. And then when I made the third book, the final installment, I it took me two years and then I put it all together. And yeah, so they okay. start off. Uh, yeah. Awesome.
1: Awesome. And you can find, anyone can find it on Amazon. We'll put the links in the show notes.
0: Oh, you guys are awesome. Yeah. Anyone can find it on Amazon. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. We're We're back in the book. You guys are the best. Thank you. I (laughs) wouldn't even say anything. I I honestly want to be that author that hides. Like I said, if magic could work, I just subliminally tell you about the book and I would just hide in writer cave and write. But of course you have to say something. Mm -hmm. So thank you for giving me that opportunity to say something no
2: problem at all thank you again for, for sharing everything yes and for sharing your story sharing a little bit about your book and and I guess we wish you both you know the best of luck in whatever way you decide to explore it. and we hope that things start to open up and people start to be a little more welcoming
1: yeah we really hope so
0: <laughs> thank so. you so much yeah, uh, yeah. you guys are the first step to that so thank you I yeah. honestly
2: absolutely well have a wonderful evening and we will uh, we'll be in touch
1: yes thank you
2: no
1: problem thank you guys and we're back
2: yeah we are <laughs> I agree
1: so thanks to OM Wills for reaching out and sharing his and his, his pregnant story.
2: wife we got an of update course. she's still very pregnant yeah so things are good he mentioned early on that he wasn't supposed to be telling people she was
1: pregnant yet everything's good yeah well because it was too early it now, was yes but things are great, and we're so happy that he reached out and we got to share his story.
2: So, check out the book. Links are in the show notes. And uh,
1: what's happening next week? Next week. Uh uh,
2: Wednesday. I tricked you. I know. I tricked you, you did. good.
1: You did trick me. That's a good job. Okay, Wednesday, two days from now, another episode. Woohoo! It's going to be Michelle and Orlando. These are friends of ours. They are. Well, you could say everyone we interview is a friend of yeah, ours. Yeah, but,
2: but but most people are only friends after the yeah, interview. They true. were friends before the interview.
1: That's true. That's true. But we, we have, met them at Desire. We did. We met them at Desire. We have an awesome conversation. You only get to wait. Or only have to wait two days to hear it. So.
2: And this is another one where people reached out to us and said, "Hey, we'd love it if you would share some stories of people who have had to face." Uh, What happens when they come back with a positive STI result? Yep. And spoiler alert, episode 78 is that episode. So a huge thank you in advance to Michelle and Orlando for sharing that. And we will thank them again next week. But something to look forward to. Next week?
1: You mean in two days? Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's my turn to trick you. All right.
2: let's, Let's go. We'll see everybody on Saturday at the phone party. And we will see you Wednesday for Michelle
1: and Michelle, for Michelle and Orlando. Bye everyone. Thanks for listening to me. Ramble. So- yeah, sorry. Okay. Sorry. Shh, shh. Cutting you off.